Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. We're back, baby. It's the Horns Up Talking Texas podcast. Fisher Disciples, DJ, Nikki, Snacks, Crowder, the Quan Cosby is on his way to the big game this weekend. He's got babies to kiss, hands to shake, and he's got to move on over to Dallas. But don't worry, we have an unbelievable replacement from the other side of the aisle. We have Caleb Kelly joining the boys. Caleb, welcome to the show. I, you know what? I'm yeah. I'm glad that we got to be friends with you before prior hopping on a little chitter chatter because he's decked out for those not watching. He's decked out in his OU gear. He's got his jersey behind him. He's got his beat Texas hat on, yeah. and and he bought it just for the show. So I did. Res I did. Respect respect to the rivalry. Um, it's it's a really crazy game, and you know you played in a bunch of them. You're six and one, as you swiftly reminded us before we even got to introduce ourselves. Um, and you have a massive play causing the fumble on the kickoff to Xavier worthy, which, you know, gives us the shakes every time we run a ball back. But last year it's a very different story in Texas. OU, and, and, and we, and we really kick some booty, um, but it should be a bit, it should be, it should be a bit closer this year. What do you, what are your keys to the game, you know, for you guys this time around, you know, cause we're a pretty similar team to beat Texas. Oh, and then what are you, what are you saying in the locker room as a veteran leader after last year? Yeah. So anytime you play in this game, emotions are so much higher. Uh, there's a, there's a lot of emphasis on discipline. I mean, you walk down the tunnel, you, you walk out, and the whole entire team from both sides are sitting there in that one tunnel. There's one entrance into the stadium, one exit, and you're already talking smack usually. I mean, I've been thrown out of the game before when I was a player. I was hurt, and so I was sitting there talking mess, and I've been thrown out for talking mess. I mean, there's so many emotions that go on, and who can be more disciplined? Who's a guy or a team that can really – handle those emotions and channel them in the right way. That's kind of how, what you have to talk about. I mean, for both sides, because it is a different game. You know how every coach comes in every single week and they're like, oh, it's just the next game on. It's not in this one. And both sides, Sarkeesian and Venables, they'll both state that it's not the same atmosphere. It's not the same thing as the week before. So for us, what I, I've said in the past is, I mean, you got to use that energy in the right way, that emotion in the right way, but you still at the end of the day got to do your job and you got to make those big plays. What are keys this week? Who's going to have better special teams? I know I'm the kicker turn or kickoff a strip guy over at OU. Love throwing my horns down after and everything. We talk about it uh, on our shows all the time, but, uh, but special teams is huge field position. I mean, statistically, you guys even in that game had a block punt in 2021 that statistically, if you block a punt in the game, like your odds of winning go up like 60 percent. And so mm. uh, special teams is huge. People like to sleep on that. A lot of fans like to sleep on that. And I don't really care about it too much. But, man, that's what's going to be important. 
uh, decision making by QBs. That's every game and discipline, doing your job on defense, tackling. Uh, traditionally, who wins the game in OU Texas is whoever has the most rushing yards. And so on that D line and yep. O line, who's going to show up? And, and it's just going to be fun. I, I'm so excited to see it overall. I'm not going to remind you too many times, but last year, 49 nothing. That's definitely sticking in the back of the mind of the OU team, right? I mean, like, what's the mindset in this year's preparation? Like, okay, you know, they beat the crap out of us last year. We're not going to let that happen. Or is it just, you know, trying to fire, you know, early on all cylinders? Like, like what's the team telling themselves to avoid something like that? You know, it's actually funny. There are 63 new guys on our roster. So for 63 guys, it's their first OU Texas. They don't, they've never even experienced it before. Right. So to be completely honest with you, it hasn't gotten brought up that much because a lot of those guys are gone. And I mean, rightfully so, 49 to zero, you clear out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Coach Venables, if it wasn't his first year, if it's his fifth year in his 49 to zero, like he wouldn't be here. That's just how important it is on both sides. I mean, you see it happen to Charlie Strong. You don't win OU Texas, you're gone. Like, it just is what it is. Same with Herman, like, after that. And yeah. so, um, for anybody, I think the returners, it's got to be in there. I mean, for the coaches, it's in there. But for a lot of our players, it's not getting brought up a lot because a lot of them just weren't there. Like, it's a totally new team. And I think that's what's been surprising. We had so much success this year with so many new guys. But it, that leadership is really what's done well for us this year Man, I didn't it's gabriel's first so much yeah i like i was looking at their depth chart on our lads shout out to them great website and like if they're if you're a new transfer your name's highlighted in orange their whole depth chart is like yeah. i was like wow that is a and it's, it's dylan gabriel it, it's dylan gabriel it, it's dylan gabriel's first ou tech texas ou techno he didn't play last year which is probably yeah. a big reason when it went 49 nothing um are you a little concerned though like because you're saying running game is most important are you a little concerned with your guys run game and how strong ours has been like truthfully like ours has been on a meteoric yeah. rise like, yeah. is that a concern for you? like what are you saying on the defensive side yeah i talked on monday i think the best thing y'all do on offense is run the ball i think when yours is a freak athlete. And so he's made a lot of those throws that most quarterbacks wouldn't, but I don't like his decision-making so far. I mean, those throws he's making them because he is so athletic, but you're making them against Kansas, which no knock on Kansas, but then you play, OU. are those throws going to be different? Are they going to be PBUs and not catches, or are they even going to be interceptions? Like his decision-making has to be up to par this week. I think that's, what's really going to be, the deciding factor on offense for y'all, y'all, y'all's uh, O-line pass blocking too. Those tackles are big lean guys, which means they're kind of top heavy. They like to punch or do a, a swipe and then another punch to make it so that guys miss with their first attack on defense, like pass rushers miss. And usually if there's a guy like that, you can give them a couple pass rushes with speed. And then because they are so top heavy and now they're thinking about what's coming that's when you can do moves on them. And that's where they've given up a lot. And that pressure mm. has just been hard for Quinn Ewers. Now on our side, yeah, we haven't ran the ball the way we're supposed to at all. And mm -mm. those two interior D linemen y'all got from dogs and James yeah. Ford, he's one of the best uh, linebackers in the country. I'm a linebacker myself. Yeah. I'll put my stamp on that. I mean, six interceptions in two years, cat, cat can ball. And I love a guy who could turn the ball over like, 
It is what it is. That man can oh, he, ball. He's going to be playing on Sundays for sure. Yeah, exactly. Starting. That, that just is what it is. And so when you got two interior, which everything starts up the middle, people like to run inside zone. Y'all run a lot of stretch and, and a zone in general, and then you've got some pin and pull type of plays that y'all do. But in general, old offensive coordinators like to get vertical with the ball, with their run game, and having those two D linemen in there and the fact that we haven't ran the ball that much – when it comes to it, it's going to be a big challenge for our offensive line. Your edge guys, I think it, it, it's not too much of a difference there with our O-line and y'all's edge guys. But those two interior D-linemen are some dogs. Like, you got some dogs. And so I'm excited to see how that will play out this week. And what's mm-hmm. the difference, do you think, about game playing for a single running back? Let's use B. John Robinson, for example. And kind of a running back group by committee. I mean, Jonathan Brooks has definitely solidified himself as RB1 here, but there's other guys you have to worry about. Cedric Baxter, Jaden Blue, of course, Quinn runs the ball a little bit. But I mean, last year, the focus is completely on Bijan. Yeah. You know? And what's the difference for a defense to, to game plan for a guy like that versus more of a group? I think it's more on the offensive coordinator for, for that. And then opposing for us as a defense, defense coordinator's mindset. When you're playing and you're in the game, y'all know, like, I just want to do my job. It doesn't matter if it's who's in. Now, I think when you look at uh, Baxter, I personally think he's a better running back in the future. Like, he's going to be that next B. John Robinson type of guy. I, the, the moves he makes, the shiftiness he has, and the ability to get vertical off those moves. And junior year, Baxter is going to be a freak. Like, I oh, just yeah. think personally. Jonathan Brooks is it obviously is number one. He's got more experience and – uh, he's got breakaway speed that is important too. Got some good cuts, but I personally think Baxter's the better of the two. He's just less experience. Um, when you're talking about the mindset going in, it's, it's again, it's just that you got to do your job. And so, uh, looking at uh, whoever's in the backfield, you might know one's going out for a pass or the tendencies that come with them. But when there's a solidified starter, you're more game planning for that guy than the other one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you were talking about our interior defensive linemen and how fantastic they've been and comparing the two rushing attacks. Texas, I mean, Jonathan Brooks, you were just talking about and his speed breaking through the second, third levels of the defense. And mm-hmm. I mean, he's had three games where he's had 100 yards on the ground. Yeah. Oklahoma hasn't had an 100-yard rusher yet, right? But you also put up 50 points last week. It's not like he can't score. Is right. there something that you're looking for the Oklahoma offense to do to open things up for, for Dylan? Because our defensive backfield is going to present more challenges than they've seen thus far. Yeah. Guys that can tackle can hit hard and obviously can, can get PBUs and break up, um, you know, passes and also make the plays. You're talking about Ford and how great he's been when the ball gets near him, he actually catches it. Right. Like that's a huge thing, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> especially for a linebacker. So do they need, what do they need to do running the football at least a little bit mm-hmm. to open things up for Dylan, for him to have that success? Yeah. Well, I do have to start off and say that, I mean, Matt Campbell in Iowa State is who we played last week, and that's who we put 50 on. That's the first time since I've been here we put 50 on a Matt Campbell team. I mean, last nine years, that's the most points we put on Iowa State. Iowa State has been top defense in Big 12 for the last five, six years. Really so good point. That That's something where when you look at the OU defense, you look at the Texas defense in general, those are the teams that you look for 
oh, your defense has balled out the way that they've been balling this year. Texas has. You guys have predominantly been known for your defense. But Iowa State has been above both of us. And so I think what they displayed this last week is they don't have to run the ball. Like, when you're offensive coordinator, you got to do what you got to do. Our best asset probably right now on, on offense is the load of receivers we have. I mean, mm-hmm. we got young guys coming in. Nick Anderson, this is his first time playing. He's got 10 touch or ten touches, receptions with five touchdowns. Every other catch is a touchdown for him. I mean, you got young guys. You got transfers of Andrell Anthony coming in from Michigan, who he's our leading receiver. He had one catch last week, and that was in a 50-point game. So, I mean, there's so many weapons. I'm so excited for that battle, though. Personally, our receivers versus you all DBs, because you go around the country, you look for those six-foot DBs. Y'all got them every year. I think your corners are better than your safeties, personally. That's just my own opinion watching film. Your corners – but, I mean, when you look at it, those are the guys who are on the island, and those are the guys where the jump yeah. balls, 50-50 balls are coming. So I'm I'm excited to see what's going to happen. Do I think the run game needs to be better this week to develop that passing game? 100%. But now, compared to last year where, one, we didn't even have Dylan – but two, when we did have Dylan, he wasn't running the ball because we found out what happened if he didn't play, if he did get hit. Dylan's able to run. He has since he was at UCF making those plays. And so the ability for him to get out of the pocket, and I mean, Quinn Ewers has the same thing, but he's he is a guy that can burn you if you don't. He ran some linebackers over. He had, had two touchdowns last week running guys over into the end zone. So, I mean, yep. he's playing at an all-time high right now. I think that yeah. was Dylan's best game personally. So, does it need to be better with our running backs? Yes, but will Levy be able to find, our offense coordinator be able to find ways to get it done? I personally think that he's capable and he's proven that before. Do you so feel like there's? There. <laughs> do you feel like uh, there's ever like um, people holding punches back before the OU Texas game? You know, like kind of oh, not 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 just trick plays, but just like play call and 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 just like in general of utilizing players before the game, early in the season. I think, I think they probably try to dream up one or two or save one or two plays, but outside of that. Like as an offense coordinator, defense, you you got no option. You got to practice yeah. that stuff week in, week out. So defense, you get what you get. You might add something that you saw somebody else do, but I think OU Texas is more about the mentality and the physicality and all those things that win the game more than, oh, what scheme? Like it's just two dogs going in and let's show up and see what happens. Like who's going to come out and, and win? So – I don't know. To answer that question, I don't know, though, to answer, do I think they hold some back? Yeah, probably one or two plays. Each offensive coordinator probably has something tricky up their sleeve that they haven't done before that whole season. Yeah, yeah. you shouted out Nick Anderson, and I, that's a guy we covered on our last show we did because the stat line is, ridic- the stat line is just ridiculous. You know, mm-hmm. his yards per catch is absurd. And I think, um, I, think it's imp- I think it's interesting that you like our corners better than our safeties because I – I think we sometimes flip flop, but you know, I, I, I like that take. I think one of the issues we're having right now is two day-to-day injuries we have going on with Jatavian Sanders and Ryan Watts, you know, Ryan Watts as good and important as important as Jatavian is and as good of an athlete and tight end as he is like having Watts in that game as you know, our top corner, one of our top corners is going to be massive. There's a lot of speed for OU. And I, I don't think the run game is bad. It's just so different. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think you probably either. I mean, you go from, Joe Mixon and Samaj P. Ryan Ramondre. to Rodney Anderson, Nick Anderson's older brother who had 
I think, 100-something yards in OU Texas to Trey Sermon to, I mean, now we got – it's just a different style of running play where you're expecting that 100-yard game every single week. And you might have two guys to do it to now, like you said, there's not one time this whole year where we had one. Yeah, and you pro- and I think that that Rodney, it's so crazy that Rodney Anderson, Trey Sermon, that was like when I, you know, we were doing some research. I think your sophomore year, that was probably the best team you played on. I would say, yeah, that I think Georgia, that's, I, that Georgia loss, I, which is probably one of the best games the last decade. I think a lot of people would say. I'm right. sorry, yeah, Paul, homie to homie. Sorry, right. you're on the other side of it, Texas. Yeah. Uh, you know we go, 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 go dogs. Uh, but the uh, uh, but it's look at the stats. Like if you look at the offensive side, you have Hollywood Brown, you have Mark Andrews, you have CD Lamb. Uh, CD's a guy you know we we're talking about. Like I guess maybe, maybe before the show, like some of the best, most talented weapons to ever come out of OU and go pro. But yet mm-hmm. almost through and Baker, who was at a Heisman level that year, at first overall yeah. pick. Yet the run game was almost as effective, if not more, with Anderson and Sermon. So yeah. I, I think I think the the two guys in the middle, I'm glad you shouted them out for us. Not only do they have to put pressure on the run game, but they have to put pressure on Gabriel. Like yeah. that's it, it, it's gonna be substantial because maybe the run game isn't like it was then, but you know, that doesn't mean the pass game isn't either. Because right. you know, like Jaleel, I mean, you you meant you know you mentioned the transfer from Michigan. You really didn't touch the ball last game, but Anderson is is crazy. Like Dylan Gabriel is good at spreading the ball around, whether he's a pro or not. He's a yeah. veteran quarterback in college football, mm-hmm. and he's a guy that's played in big games it's before. All time, all time, just past the Russell Wilson on touchdowns. Oh wow! I mean, all time in U.S. history of college football. Like he's no joke. He's a great athlete. He's a great leader too. So his guys feed off of him, play better with him. And I'm telling you, like, last year's Dylan is not this year's Dylan. He, he felt the pressure. He had all the expectation and was like, it is different than UCF. I thought it was going to be the same because he's a transfer guy as well. And this year, man, he's just embraced it like and loved it. And so that's why, yeah, I agree. You got to get to him. I mean, you want to be OU, you got to get in that QB's head. And that's what you've seen. You saw last year. We were in. Q, QB's head from snap one when we go wildcat. I mean, we how many throws we have? Like three in the whole game. We're not army, you know. So that's, yeah, that's yeah. What, what year is this? Eighteen seventy six. Like what, you know, <laughs> what, like it, before they even met, before they invented the pass. Like it was still kind of like a little no like rugby. <laughs> no helmets, just like loose yeah. as a goose out there. Yeah, I, 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 as a you know, as a fan of football, like we we obviously want to win, you know, but we want a good yeah. game. Like, as you know, last year, last year, we probably needed that for morale because we hadn't had the playoff appearances and so on and so forth. Yeah, we We stopped watching the game in like the third quarter. We're like, this is boring. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I stayed like I, you know, my I I was there with my parents. I threw in a lip like it was the first time my mom never said anything. Like she just like (laughs) let it happen. (laughs) She just like probably the best part of the win. Realistically, she just like let it ride. (laughs) I mean, even the people who like were at the Georgia TCU National Championship this year. They're like, I knew I literally know a Georgia guy who left in the third quarter. Like that's pretty absurd. Like don't want to watch your team celebrate on the field. But regardless, it's like you want a good match, especially for a big game. You're paying money for if you're going to a bar with a bunch of people and, you know, getting wasted like you want you want a competitive game so you can get your your juices flowing you know get get that anxiety boiling a little bit Mm -hmm. and i want to get into hot takes from everybody but i think this is my hot take off of that you know we're talking 
I don't think this is the last time. I don't think this is the one time we play each other this year. Oh, oh man, yeah. not at all. Yeah, I think this is. I think I because I think round one. I right. think this is round one, and I think Gabriel is the X factor that makes this a tight game versus mm-hmm. like what we saw last year, which is an anomaly. You know, yeah. and every year, like, uh, the, you know, the spread is five, but the the year our statistician Ari, shout out to him, uh, he he sent us some stats over, it, and every year when Texas was a bigger favorite, you know, at times like, oh, you came in and won the game outright. You know, they have like more of the upsets, you know, sometimes. So I think my hot take, and, and we'll go Caleb, uh, Toss, then you, Nick. My hot take is this is round one of two of Texas OU because I really think these are the two cream of the crop teams in the Big 12. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. I think hot take, and this is also just football knowledge in general, but uh, who gets who, <laughs> who gets more uh, uh, turnovers? I mean – we have 10 interceptions on the year, three force fumbles uh, for our Jeez. defense. I, I don't know what y'all are at personally, but I know right now we are tied for third in the country in power five uh, for turnover margin with plus eight. I mean, like our turnovers are, that's why our, our wins are so huge and that's why we're balling out. So whoever gets more turnovers this game, most likely is going to win this thing. Wow. That's a lot I think, of picks. I feel like, I, I feel like that's, normally kind of the case right like right that's why i'm like you know football that's not like but for this game specifically right like you really have to take care of the the football um it's funny it's like anyone that is on either side of this game knows how true of a rivalry it is and how much that means and how how that reflects on the field like we won when we had swoops and like we can tell you what the quarterbacking looked like game in game out and like i love the 18 wheeler package partially just because cool. just because we won that one time like <laughs> but the rest of the season it, it wasn't very effective right like and we were a, we were not as good of a team that year we ended up winning right and there have been times where Oklahoma has not been as good of a team as Texas and they have ended up winning like this is why college football is so so great right yeah. like the the margins that are normally much uh wider in college football between great teams or sorry, in, yeah, in college football between great teams and, and not very good teams, whereas the NFL, like any given Sunday, anyone can win. Like that applies for this game every That's year, no, no matter who is on the rosters. The like, NFL, I mean, you see the Jets-Chiefs game. All they had to do was beat right. the script, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Nick? Uh, hot take. I mean, I think the winner of this game, I mean, goes to the college football playoff and – I, does that mean that the winner of this game wins the the conference championship as well against you know round two? I, I don't know, but I think one of these two teams makes the run because the path is put pretty clear for both of us. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the rest of the Big Twelve is is not strong as it used to be, and obviously we're making our exit and heading over the SEC together at the same time. But both these programs are looking to make a statement as they're making an entrance there. And, you know, obviously we all have targets on our backs, but we're taking care of business each, each week. And it's not, none of these games have been close for either of our teams. So this is definitely the biggest competition and test that we've had in front of each other. And I truly believe that if we can take care of this game, either your guys or or us, then you can go all the way. Yeah. To answer your question, by the way, we have six picks, which is good. I would say not 10, but six is pretty good. Yeah. Um, and two fumble rec- I mean, so I mean, I don't know, five picks I mean, in one game. 
I think that'll yeah, that'll that'll like inflate the stats a little oh, bit. Uh, yeah, that'll that'll boost the numbers. I yeah, the eighteen wheel. I wish the eighteen on the eighteen wheeler. I wish we had nil. Then he would have had a fire UPS nil deal. We all know that. We all know that's true. Like he would have. He sick. Yeah, he would have been FedEx. Like he would have a sweet deal. Um, but yeah, and you know, I, we had a forced fumble last week that they of uh, the Kansas Jayhawks recovered for like one of their two scores, which was like. It can't not not be a Texas game in some little <laughs> shape or form. That like it has yeah, to be a little yeah. Texas. Which I was like, we were like, is this real life? Like, how is it? Someone's like at the bars. Like, can they even do that? It was it was it was you know one of those moments. Um, but you know, I appreciate all the knowledge you shared. So a couple more for you, Caleb, and some fun ones. Uh, there have been unbelievable quarterbacks at Oklahoma in the last decade. You know, the three best for OU, I would say, are Baker, Jalen, and Kyler. The old game, start, bench, cut. Shoot. Um, start, bench, cut. Dang. Well, you're talking college, right? College. Like, not their NFL yeah. career. College. Okay, then I'll start Baker. I'll uh, bench Kyler, and then I cut Jalen. And I can tell you why. Cause, uh, oh, play- okay. Yeah. Because I played with all of them, and I thought you were going to say Caleb instead of Jalen because I feel like that might have even been closer. But because I played <laughs> as well, so I was like, I don't know. But, uh, but where does where does Caleb stack in? Is he is he does he jump Kyler? I think uh, Caleb probably would even jump Baker. I think Caleb would be the start, and then I'd bench Baker, and then I'd have to cut Kyler. And the reason why is uh, the leadership with them as well. And because yeah. the thing that Dylan does really well is he gets people around him to play better and which thus makes him play better. And so it's just a, a huge effect and everybody keeps on going up. Now, when Baker, he was as good as he was and still made people play better. And so that's why when you're a leader and you're down, you need somebody to uh, cuss the team out or whatever at halftime. Like you, there's no question on who's going to do it. It's, when is Baker going to walk into the, the locker room to do that? And before every game, it's not a bunch of different guys. It's Baker. When Kyler would talk, it was kind of like he's pissed off. Like that's the only time he would talk. Everything else it was like, let's handle business. Let's go. Like he's just such a serious guy. And Jalen, I mean, that's just more off skill than anything. I mean, he, he also is a transfer guy that didn't spend a bunch yeah. of years with us. So you get closer to those other guys than you do to him. And then Caleb, like if I would start him because he was the pup, but he also respected everybody else and was a loving guy. And then he's a freak athlete. So it's like, you might as well throw that in there. <laughs> so I mean, that, that's, see, that's yeah. for all that. I was going to, that he was like the next question I was going to ask. Cause I know you play with him as well. It's very interesting. Like, from the outside perspective, we again, and we told you we have a soft spot for Hurts because, like, you know, the outside looking in, like a guy that comes in as a transfer and is as effective as he is, a guy that could have transferred before that at Alabama, but decided to stay and wait. And you know what? Then showed up when his team needed it most right. in the SEC. Like, he like showed up and showed out. And, like, from like the outside looking in, seemed like the ultimate teammate and the skill, Kyler. And, we it's hard not to see what Baker was in college because he was mm-hmm. so unapologetically himself, like in front of the cameras on the field. So all, all that makes sense. Where do you want to see Caleb end up in the NFL? Objectively, we're seeing the like bears, the, the Cardinals. Yeah. What team like, do you want to based off like going, whatever's going on right now? 
based off what's going on. So who are the so the Bears? I got Justin pa- Fields on the hot seats. Who's yeah. So so as it stands right now, like the Bears have the number one and two pick because they have Carolina's pick. Uh-huh. So I don't know if he'd be able to escape that situation. Um, <laughs> the, the Giants are pretty bad, of course. Arizona's in the mix as always. Um, I mean, there's there's Vegas. teams out there. But but the other thing to consider is that he had just mentioned that he could be making more money in college his senior right. year than he would through, through NIL than he would on his rookie contract. So he could end up staying for a fourth season, and then it's a whole new landscape of people drafting. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, personally, I'd like to see him at like a a Dallas Cowboys situation. I'm a Cowboys fan myself, but that's not why I say it. That now Dak is a crazy good quarterback, and they're playing well this year. But I mean, I still think Caleb can be better, and like he has the potential yeah. to be better. And then either in LA, a Dallas, or New York, just with all yeah. the marketing he has and the marketability, like he's already doing it. So if you keep him in LA at one of those teams, Rams or Chargers, that could be a huge benefit. Or you take him to Dallas and New York. I mean, TV is right there whenever he wants. So that's just. For his I think benefit. I think the Giants were on his list too. I think he had yeah. the Cowboys and the Giants both on his list that he put out there. I mean, it's an interesting mm-hmm. like thought exercise. Like if he does stay, like you you kind of understand it, right? We talked right. about sure. before, before Bijan declared. We were like, honestly, like he could stay, and if he did, he'd have an so awesome. He'd make a ton of money. He'd be the king of Austin, Texas, which is an excellent so city to live in. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah, it made sense. It made sense. It's, it's just it's tough as a running back because your your career is just a lot shorter and you oh, take way yeah. too many hits. Like I understand him leaving. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and the Caleb thing too is like you get the you get different competition next year. Yeah, right. Like big that's ten. that's a new yeah. challenge. Um, yeah, I, yeah, big big ten. Yeah, I did have a a quick question, just Caleb, just because your your collegiate tenure was so long as mm-hmm. a, as a player does and something that i've been thinking about obviously the texas longhorns have not in the last three games faced a starting quarterback right we we have we we play who we play and we we deal with the scenario that's put in front of us and we've done we've gone and we've won football games which is what we had to do Mm -hmm. doesn't really matter who's under center for the other team but the guy like dylan he's a left-handed quarterback right Mm -hmm. michael Penix is having a ton of success this this year he's a left-handed qb did it make a difference when you played a, a talented lefty versus a righty especially when I don't know what like y'all's depth of quarterback always looked like, but the, the Texas Longhorns don't have a guy that they can throw back there who's lefty from right. the scout team to kind of pretend to be Dylan. Like, did that make a difference? Um, I think what I go to is just the sprint outs in the boots. I mean, yeah. it's the opposite side of the field usually. And so uh, that can be different on your comfortability and practice, like the amount of times you've done it before. But I think, I mean, what's really important is the zone read, and they do that both sides. Like, that's that's the mm-hmm. game. The RPOs will be to a different side. The sprint outs will be to a different side. But in a defensive mindset, like, I don't know, I'm just dropping to my drop and just looking for what I'm looking for. They run the same routes both ways. Right. And so I don't think it makes too much of a difference. It might – the ball might come out different on deep balls – like it spins the opposite way, so it might fall to a different side than you're used to. But that would be something totally subconscious that you wouldn't even know your body feels. So yeah, you can't really put any statistics on it to say one way or the other. Mm-hmm. It's always just something yeah. that's interested me, just because like you've never really seen a ton of lefties have tremendous success in the NFL, right? right. Like Tua's obviously he's, big was going stupid, so 
Yeah, but, that, but but part of that doesn't have to do with him being a left His arm, yeah, yeah. His yeah. legs too. I mean, Liner struggled, and like that's yeah. And I, I don't. I think Liner could have come out early. I don't remember, but I remember other. You know, I was just kind of thinking in the back of my head of guys who stayed in college, and it was different. Obviously, no NIL, you're not making the money, so there's that mm-hmm. caveat. But I just, you know, my only worry is for a guy like Caleb, who's so talented, like. Locker state locker forfeited the first overall pick. Matt Barkley forfeited the first overall pick. We've seen it not go in guys' favors, uh, mm-hmm. staying because there's only, I, I mean, like, I think he's too talented. I just think he's too talented. He's not Matt Barkley. Yeah, he's the, <laughs> I know he's the best, he's, he's the best college quarterback I probably, probably have seen, you know, in the last 10 years, 15 yeah. maybe ever, like at that point in my life, you know, he's, he's, he's that good. But yeah, um, all right, let's get to it. Score predictions mm-hmm. right now. The over under is 60. Texas is favored by six and a half points. We'll start with our guest, Caleb. What is your score prediction? I'm just going to say a uh, 37 32 OU. I don't even know how you get to that number. Those are just the numbers popping up in my head. You could. (laughs) You'll some field goals for you. Scoregami. And something weird weird happens for us, but definitely y'all with the field goals. Yeah. Um, All right. Cool. So, and to a to a clean sixty nine points, uh, <laughs> mathematician, math, he would all Big Twelve academics. I didn't say at the top, so we got a real yeah. math We got a real mathematician on our hands. Uh, Nick, what do you got? I'm gonna go forty two, Texas, twenty seven. OU. you? Wow. Okay. Hey, I've been I've been close. Every single game this season, so yeah, I've been close. public. Public might need to to, to listen to Nikki Snacks over here on betting advice. Yeah, uh, I'm no uh, no bit. Uh, what is it? Betting? No betting advice here. I'm literally just thinking of numbers just for everything. No, that's that's <laughs> fair. That's fair. No betting advice. Uh, hey, Toss, what do you got? Uh, I'm gonna go with thirty-one twenty-one in favor of the Horns. I think. Uh, Defense part under. of me, part of me wants to go like both of our teams in the forties, right? Like a shootout that's down to the wire at the end of the game. But I think neither of these teams have seen a defense like they're going to play, um, and I think that makes a huge, or an offense huge impact. Either. Or an offense, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm really interested though. Like we've been a fourth quarter, second half team. Y'all have been a first half take get the early lead and hold on to it. So it's almost like two different teams. To me, if I'm if I'm an Oklahoma fan which I'm not, and I'm glad that I'm not. And, and, I'm, and I'm at halftime, and it's 17, 13 horns, or it's something to that nature. You're down at half. I'm not feeling good about my yeah. chances. I That's- will say, though, to combat that is uh, last week, uh, no points scored the last 38 minutes on us. All those 20 points were in that first quarter. So we came out, had a pick six, the third play of the game. Then they put uh, – two touchdowns and then two field goals on his four drives in a row and then shut him out the rest of the game. So that's just yeah. combating that. But yeah, traditionally though, you're hundred percent correct. We are a second half team or a first quarter team, a first right. half team with the, this offense. And you know, that, that's what scares me is that we've started off slow for a lot of our games this season. And, you know, if we start off flat and you guys get out to an early lead, I mean, obviously we're good in the second half, but we don't want a lead that's too, hard to, to catch up to. I mean, I remember the the game against Kyler Murray when he came back from like what, four touchdowns or something and yeah. made it a game. And obviously we still held on to that game, but at the end of the day, like 
But no, no lead is safe in this game. Because that 28-7, 20-21, we came back, and that's that's right. impossible. Like that's just statistically that impossible. Was- yeah, it's that also was, like we're we're five and zero right now, and I'm saying we're a second half team and a fourth quarter team. But as a Texas fan, we have not been that except for this year, like for the last ten years. So it's a weird feeling and yeah. abnormal. And I know that if we are down, Nick, like you're like if we're down twenty one seven in the first half, I'm not going to be like, ah, oh, we're a fourth quarter team. I'm going to be like biting the shit out of my nails. Like, please let us be. A fourth yeah, yeah, it's been a we've been a fourth quarter team for five games, like in the last decade, like. Other than that, we've been apple crumble pie. Like we've been, we've been no and done that that twenty one game. And I want to ask your favorite Red River memory, and I want to ask your favorite memory at OU. You know, just in college football in general. But of that twenty one game, just to paint the picture, because we know you were on the fields with the dumbass kick return fumble, <laughs> forced and re- forced and recovery. That was, I will admit, kind of cold. The we're in Nick and I are in the stands. We come into the Cotton Bowl. We're sitting together. By the time I get to my seat, I'm like five beers deep. I didn't even see Nick yet. We're meeting up. It's 14 now. It's like about to be – it's 7 nothing, and then it's 14 nothing. We're growing crazy. A couple people in front of us like, oh, yeah, we recognize y'all show. Like like we felt yeah. like like local celebrities. I have like – <laughs> I, I went through a whole can. Like we're hugging and screaming and hooting and hollering. And I have never – like I wish we could have had the photo on hand. Like – the log flume ride that Nick and I did after the game, like when we were in the state fair, like uh-huh. we were so, it was just like, no smiles. We, they took a photo of us. We kept it. And we just were going down the log flume, like just so depressed and so disheveled and so distraught. And we were like, I just, I, I, I couldn't believe it. It was third and third and 19. I watched oh, yeah, that play yeah. like earlier in the day. But Nick Before turns to me, goes, Nick goes, thank God it's not third and 17 because Joe Burrow had beaten us third and seven. And Caleb just like <laughs> Superman throw, like crazy turning. It was all just super nuts. Uh, is that Mims so, made the catch? Yeah. Yeah. More of Mims. He had he's good. Yeah. He's, he's good. Broncos, too. They stink, but he's good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they really suck. They, he's he, he's really good. Um, um, okay. So favorite Red River moment? You could say the kickoff, or you could throw another one out. Um, and your favorite moment uh, in college football? Yeah. Well, that is my favorite moment for sure. Okay. Like every time I go everywhere or anywhere in Norman, they're like, "Man, thank you so much." And I'm like, "Thank you." Like, <laughs> I <just made> play. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, huge play. I'm just waiting for the I oh I actually got a uh some dude had a tattoo of me on him or something. Does that feel a little weird? <laughs> that was lit. I'm not gonna I also that was at a softball game where uh it was the World Series softball games here in OKC. And so I was a couple beers in at that point. And so I was so excited to see a tattoo of myself on somebody. That was like a real was it good at least. It was like clear, like Good detail, everything. It was. Yeah, what, it was where great. on his body was it? His calf. He he oh, walked okay. up to me and said, "You ever met somebody with a tattoo of you?" And there's this big old white dude with the red beard down to here, looking <laughs> like a lumberjack. And I said, "What?" And he just whipped whipped his knee up, put put it up, put his leg up high, and I was like, "What? That's so sick!" Took a picture and everything. I could send it to y'all. It was hilarious. Please send that to me. Awesome. I need to see that. That is. This <laughs> guy's It's when uh Baker planted the flag, but that was probably one of my favorites. Um, I guess at OU overall, my favorite play that I've ever I've ever had is against West Virginia. Will Greer, 
back in 2018. I had a uh, pass rush where I blew the tackle up. His foot got caught on the guard, and he blew up. And so then I had a free run at Will Greer. I stripped it, uh, scooped it, and scored. And so that was like the best play I ever had at OU. And so that was a good one. Do it all yourself. Yeah. I love it. Strip it. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, recovery. Strip excuse. Yeah. Nobody, that, nobody yeah. even at that. Once, once Caleb causes a fumble, no one even shows up. Either you How know many career touchdowns <laughs> I had two. TCU nice. uh, in the Big 12 championship 2017. Very first play of defense. Amani Bledsoe, a defensive tackle, played for the Bengals a little bit. Forced mm-hmm. the fumble. I scooped in and scored against uh, – I don't even – oh, no, not Boykin. That was like 2015. So, yeah, I don't remember who the quarterback was. But, yeah, that was very first play of defense. It, like, set the tone. We were up 10-0 at that point, and we had played whoever, two weeks before. Whoever was probably between Was it Paha or whatever his name was? I don't know. It was light-skinned, dude. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, he was number seven, I think. Super um, tall. He didn't hold on Hill? to the ball. Yeah, he didn't <laughs> hold on to the ball. Um, <laughs> apparently. Uh, well, Caleb, we really appreciate you coming in. So well prepared, so much knowledge. Um, if we didn't have to root against you because we hated y'all, we wouldn't. But that's so it <laughs> right. goes. We hope, we hope, we get the shit, hope we get the shit kicked out of you on Saturday, but good luck. Hope you have fun watching, though. It's yeah. it's fun. I appreciate y'all having me on too. And shoot, if we both weren't awesome, like outside of playing each other, then it wouldn't be a real rivalry anyway. So you exactly, know, we got yeah. all the respect for for you guys. Be West, be West Virginia Pitt. Be West Virginia yeah. Pitt. Those yeah, rivals. Exactly. Like, everyone's like, why is that a rivalry? Like, <laughs> to make a thing of that. I'm like, all right, like ESPN, calm down. Like we know there's exactly. no other games on this week. Uh, <laughs> Caleb Kelly, thank you. Best of luck this weekend. Absolute, absolute, absolute pleasure having you on and shout out jp hughes uh the Thank homie you. for setting yeah for setting it up and fans out there fisher to dj nikki snacks Crider, no 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 get your yeah, horns man, up because we'll see you guys next time <laughs> hug them baby peace out Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.